Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Tuesday. I'm still in Los Angeles, California. It's actually Monday still here. We had to do two because I have a busy, busy, busy Tuesday and couldn't fit it in. Um, what are you I'm doing, doing tomorrow? Can you talk about it? So Tuesday, I'm doing Conan's podcast, uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, which is my second appearance on that show. I love that show so much. I am so excited to be on it again. I've, you know, I did the show a few years ago when it first came out, and now it's turned into one of my favorite podcasts, and I listen to it all the time. And so it's like very intimidating to go on this time for some reason i really want to do a good job i really want to be funny but i also want to like just laugh a lot and be present so that's like my goal is to not try to like yes so i'll be in studio with conan tomorrow and it's just gonna be so exciting to like be sitting down with conan again even though i sat with him a lot he's just still the funniest and i've just become such a fan of the podcast in the time since i last saw him or was, you know, associated with the show that it just feels different this time. 
and I really like want to be good about like I feel sometimes when I'm on his show I don't I don't have as much like I don't I, I'm trying to be funny so hard that I don't listen to him be funny and I can't be present because I'm just trying to keep up on my end and I think this time I just want to be really in the moment and just like laugh a lot which is what I did on Theo's podcast the other day like I leaned more into not like pushing along conversation and just maybe like listening more and just like laughing and having a good time and being more like relaxed and present but it's hard because you for some reason more so than a host as a guest I feel more of a pressure to keep the conversation going because I guess I don't I just don't want to ever have dead air or make the host feel like I again it's back to what I said yesterday everything is my fault so like if the audience is a bad audience it's like it's probably something I'm doing and I want to take the brunt of the, uh, I, I feel like I, I'm just a control freak, but anyway, I'm, I'm going in tomorrow to just really have fun because that's the best podcast is when people are just having a really good time and, and you aren't nervous, but it's really hard for me to not get nervous sometimes when it's stuff like this. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think the idea of like dead air for, for like, we listen to, you know, you listen to like Sam Harris and we've talked about it before and the rhythm. But his isn't a comedy how... podcast. It's Comedy's fast. <laughs> cracking me up the other day, old Sammy boy. <laughs> like, he is I like very funny. Up... I've been listening to him more. I, he really calms yeah. me, that dude. Yes, his I mean, voice is so calming. Do you ever find what have you that been listening? like if... Just... Well, I only listen to 50 minutes because I don't pay or sent in the subscription yeah. because I'm lazy and I don't realize that I should just do that. But uh, no, just all the latest ones. I don't know. Any take that uh, any hot button issue, I kind of wait to hear him and then I go, okay, yeah, I kind of agree with that. That's a way better I know, way. I do too. I know. <laughs> I'm like, before, <laughs> I'm like, can you give it a week and a half and then Sam will come out and then I can tell you how informed I am? Yes. Yes. Anyhow. I feel like he gives me a place to start from of like, this guy is going to speak from an, I feel like a highly empathetic spot and a, obviously an intellectual place. And then from there, I can kind of form my own opinion. But yes, I am <laughs> like, I wait for his opinion as, as well on things. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I just don't, you know how I feel about this in terms of even in stand up comedy, I hate pauses i hate silences i love a well-placed silence for the sake of a joke but i do not like people dawdling and taking their time and and acting like they're so chill when you're on stage and performing or you have a <laughs> microphone in front of you why are you acting like you're like uh, about to get a massage like i understand like being relaxed and what you're doing but this is still a performance like there should be some heightened um stakes to what you're doing like i think that a lot of times comfort is performative on stage and i can see right through it and um and that's and i will admit that i do not if i'm comfortable on stage it's because i'm either depressed or i don't care about the audience because i don't care about anything and i'm depressed like if, if i'm like leaning against the wall or like leaning on like leaning on the piano with the improv or like tracing the wall with my hand or like kind of like playing with the mic or saying like oh so what else that is not that is not me like truly being comfortable that's me being depressed and like not caring um and there's a difference like i just i hate 
I hate that. Like, yeah, I just, I, but that's me being also completely neurotic that like, if there is a pause or if I do anything that is not entertaining or not moving the needle forward in terms of like, um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if I do anything that's self-serving on stage, as opposed to like trying to make people laugh, trying to be entertaining, then I failed everyone. And then they can hate me. Then they'll have reason to hate me. So I don't take <laughs> risks in that way, <laughs> but um, that's just how I feel about things. I saw Dana Carvey last night. I went to the improv last night with, went to dinner with Spade. And then we went to the improv afterwards with Carlisle. Mm. Carlisle came to dinner and then we went to uh, the improv and it was Spade and, and he was meeting Dana Carvey there too. And Dana is co-hosting, guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel this week. So he was like working on bits for the monologue and just different things. And he was doing a Joe Biden impression that was so fucking funny. And he kept just saying, doing Joe Biden being like, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be Pirates of the Caribbean. He just kept saying Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I don't know why I was I was laughing so fucking hard, but um, that was really fun. I saw Taylor Tomlinson last night. She was fucking hilarious. Uh, Spade was obviously crazy good. Um, I didn't go up, which was like I didn't even want to go up. I didn't even think to go up. I kept seeing people being like, "So you're going up? Why are you here?" And I'm just like. Oh, it didn't even occur to me. Like, I really have no ego when it comes to like, I need people to, this audience needs to see me and know that I'm here. It felt refreshing for the first time to be like, I don't, I, it didn't even occur to me to go up. Um, and that was like a new step in my career of like, not needing constant attention and needing people to know like, I'm funny too. I want to go up and kill. Like I just got to watch Taylor kill. I got to watch Dana kill. I got to watch Spade kill. And then I was like, I'm ready to go to do karaoke with Ben Glebe. Like I wasn't trying to get on stage and I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever not felt that way in my life. And it wasn't because I'm depressed and I don't want to go on stage. It was like, I just, I don't need to be working tonight. I can let these people work and it doesn't take away anything from me. Um, it was an interesting feeling that I'm only now noting, noting, um, noticing, I guess. Yeah. That's a, that's a big change. I mean, I wonder what caused that, you know? To feel that way. Is it because like, no. F Boy Just, Island is coming out? Your special is coming out this well, week? Well, I did four sets the night before, so maybe it was that. Oh, okay. So <laughs> but it was a hot room. I mean, like, and I wanted, yeah. like, I could have gone on stage. I, I had bits that I was like, man, that would kill. Like, I was kind of getting inspired watching all these greats go up and being like, man, I want to jump on this fucking. It was just like watching yeah. a bunch of surfers catch really great waves, like perfect swells, man. Like, this is. And, and I was just like, no, I'm good. Just like enjoying it. And just like laughing. There was, my ego wasn't allowed in. It didn't pay the cover charge to get in the room for some reason. I was just like, oh, I'm just here as a spectator. And I just didn't care. And then I went to karaoke and that's when I really got to perform. And that was so fun. I sang <laughs> Mr. Jones and I sang, um, I, me and Lizzie Cooperman did the witch's rap from into the woods, which is a small part of a 13 minute song. So we had to like find this small part, but uh, we couldn't sync it up. I mean, it was, it, it really brought the room down, but it was so nice because everyone was like, we don't care, just try to find it. And they like, let us do it. But it was really fun. Wait, Karaoke is so fucking fun. The witch's room. So it's, it's, that was greens, in the greens, karaoke and nothing machine? but greens, parsley. Well, no, it was uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. So you search it yourself. It's one of those yeah. karaoke's. 
Yeah. Greens, B-Y-O-Y. greens, and nothing but greens, parsley, peppers, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and fiddlefords, and lettuce. She said, all right, but it wasn't quite, because I caught him in the autumn in my garden one night. He was robbing me, raping me, rooting through my rutabaga, raiding my arugula, ripping up my rampy and my champion, my favorite. I sure laid a spell on him right there. Could have turned him into a toad, or a stone, or a chair, but I let him have the rampy, and I was not too spare for return route. In return, however, I said, fair is fair. You should let me have the baby that your wife will bear. And we'll call it square. So me and Lizzie are just like wrapping this like dumb into the woods thing where everyone else was doing, you know, ballads and everyone just had to like put up with it. It was kind of fun. But everyone was so nice and game and no one made us feel bad. It was a great group. Craig Robinson was there. You know, the office, Craig Robinson. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like five of us and then Craig Robinson just showed up (laughs) and was just like singing along, like didn't even grab the mic at one point. He had to go back to the improv to do a set. We were in Koreatown. Uh, He just popped in and then left. Like it was, it was so fun. It was so random. I hate to say it was random, but it really was. Um, It was so random. And Um, um, yeah. Speaking of random, just real quick. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. Cause you just reminded me uh, with Lizzie. So I was just like on YouTube the other day and E put out all these bonus clips of welcome home, Nikki Glazer. Yes. And s- speaking of pirates, you were, there's like a, oh my God, did they put um, up the clip of like Lizzie t- with an eye patch? Yes. <laughs> and, and, yes, and little Esther. Go watch these extra clips. Um, yeah. So E is doing such a good job of like taking all the stuff that they shot that didn't make the show. And they're putting them up on their YouTube. So go check out all these extras from the show. And there's one where I go to lunch in LA with Lizzie and Esther. And I was so mad it didn't make the show because it was such a funny lunch. But little Esther, Esther Babitsky and me and Lizzie. And Lizzie had like an eye infection. So she was wearing an eye patch during the whole thing. It was so (laughs) hilarious. It was so Lizzie. I went to lunch with Lizzie yesterday. She's so funny. We were laughing so fucking hard about so many things. We used to go to lunch every single day to the Mustard Seed Cafe on Hillhurst. Literally every day I lived here from 2000. I mean, I, I, I lived in LA from 2006 until 2009. And then I lived here again from 2000, I think 15 to 2018. And every day from 2000, I want to say 16 to 18, Lizzie and I would go to mustard seed cafe literally every day. And <laughs> we went there yesterday and the, one of our old bus, the guy that used to bus our table is now a waiter. And he was so excited to see us. And it was like, Seven years later, it was just like, we're back. It was so cute. We had the most fun lunch. We were laughing so hard about so many things. I can't even share on, like, we just, it's it's interesting because Lizzie Cooperman is the type of friend, and I have this friend in everywhere I go where it's like, I will see them every day of my life. Like, if I live in LA, Lizzie and I are hanging out every day. We are best friends, inseparable. If I'm in New York, Anya and I see each other every fucking day, inseparable. And then when I'm not in those places like i don't talk to my friend like those friends like i can't i'm not a good friend on the road except with anya and i told lizzie this because lizzie i think gets a little bit sad or has in the past that like i leave because we were best friends from 2006 to 2009 too and then i moved to new york and we lost touch i mean we're still friends but like every single day and then i don't know there's something about me out of sight out of mind it's not like they're out of mind like i don't love them but like it's hard for me to catch up on the phone except the only one I've been able to do it with consistently is Anya. And the reason I think it is, is because she makes a real effort to like reach out to me and leave me voice memos. And, and it, there also is, and I don't think Lizzie ever makes me feel bad or something, but there's like, if I don't get back to her, there's no hell to pay. You know, there's never going to be 
I haven't talked to you in so long. Where have you been? There's never any consequence for not getting back to her. And I think we all need to extend that to our friends. Like if you are someone who guilts people for not getting back to you, you are contributing to them not getting back to you. Because when you, when you are paralyzed about responding to someone or calling someone, part of the reason you don't get back to them is because you're feeling guilty that you have to answer for the fact that you didn't get back to them. And so what pushes you from getting back to them is not wanting to have to deal with that conversation. So then it just gets worse. So if you're someone who just forgives your friends and has a blank, like I, I have this with a lot of friends of like, even last night with Kyle Dunnigan, with David Spade, like I invited them to karaoke and they were like, maybe. And even Carlisle was like, oh, I might go. And none of them ended up going. And Carlisle at first was like, are you going to be mad at me? And I was like, first of all, you don't know me then. If like, you're not... If you're still scared, I'm going to be mad at you for not going to this thing that like I kind of don't even want to go to. I'm not doing my job as your friend to let you know that you're safe and that I your your friendship to me is not conditional on whether you go to things with me. Like I will never I remember Amy Schumer. I'll never forget it. And I have extended it to all of my friends once said to me, Nikki, I will never, ever get mad at you for bailing on anything ever. You can bail at any time on anything ever, ever, ever. You can, and I will never not be your friend. I will never be mad at you. And because Amy understands that when someone bails, it's not about her. Even if it is about her, even if I'm like, I don't want to hang out with Amy, let's say it's not her. She's just being her. If, 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 if my issue is like, I don't want to hang out with Amy because she's being a bitch to me or, you know, whatever the reason would be, it's my fault for not confronting that. And it's, it's, you know, you can't control how anyone is. And I'm just giving obviously a, just a example out of thin air. This isn't about anything specific, but I'm just saying like, we need to extend that to our friends because I think so many people don't realize that you push people away when you're judgmental, when you give them shit about not calling, like when just clean slate it. Like I love my aunt Sally because she'll call and she'll write me and go like, pick up your fucking phone or like, please. Like she'll just call me incessantly And there is a fear that I have of her giving me shit. But anytime I actually end up calling her, she never gives me shit about it. We just start talking and it's not like this whole discussion. So if you're one of these people who like to guilt people for not getting back to you, you got to drop that because it's pushing people away. It's pushing people away. If you're someone who, you know, I would extend this to any, if you ever try to make people feel bad about what they're doing, you don't understand. I know what you're doing is you're trying to discourage that behavior and you think that making them feel bad or letting them know you hurt me and I'm mad at you might discourage their behavior. I promise you it does the exact opposite and makes them do it again. Because when people don't get back to you or people drink too much or people are late for something, it's usually a addictive behavior that they're engaging in that makes them feel good in the moment. And we only do things that make us feel good in the moment when we're having anxiety. And why do you have anxiety? When you think people are going to be mad at you. So what do you search for? The thing that makes you feel better, which might be procrastinating, might be, you know, not getting back to not calling a person, taking a nap instead. It might be drinking. It might be smoking weed. You're doing things to self-soothe because you're feeling scared about the guilt you're going to have for doing those things. So people outside of your, like everyone needs to lay off of people and stop shaming and stop trying to make people feel bad because what you're doing is you're making those people do that thing even more. I guarantee it. So then how do you confront that? 
How do you confront? You just that? say what you do makes me okay. When you drink too much, it makes me feel really uncomfortable, and I understand that it's something you're doing not to hurt me, but it does hurt me. So I'm gonna just need you to not. If you want to drink, I don't want to be around it. And you can still drink. I'm just not gonna be around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you getting not not getting back to me? I take it personally for some reason. Can we talk about why you don't get back to me so I can feel a little more safe in the fact that when you don't, or you need to go work on yourself and not make everything about other people and what they're doing to you. And you need to go search out a program that realizes like no one can make you feel a certain way, no matter what Mm -hmm. they're doing, you need to protect yourself from things that make you feel bad. You can't help if they make you feel bad. That's not your fault that someone not calling you back makes you feel bad, but you trying to make them feel bad about it is not ever the solution ever, ever, ever. It does not work when you make people feel bad about things and you try to get them to understand how much they fucked up. I promise you it never works and it will only lead them to do it more in the future. Maybe not the near future, but eventually because shame is what makes people do bad things. It's all about shame. It's about feeling bad, punishing yourself. And so it seems counterintuitive, but you gotta, you gotta forgive people or you gotta just distance yourself from them. The best way to show someone that you're not having their behavior is to say, Hey, I'm going to take a step back because this is upsetting me. Not say you're upsetting me. Your behavior for whatever reason is triggering me. And I have to take a step back. Don't make it about them. You're a bad person. And you make me feel so sad. You just go like, whatever is going on with you. I totally get it. Stuff goes on with me too, but I, for some reason I can't handle this and I need to take a step back. That's the Mm -hmm. way to handle it instead of make, trying to make them feel bad because I do that too, where I try to like, I want people to feel bad for what they've done. Shame. Um, and it just doesn't work even though I constantly go to it in in certain circumstances, but it doesn't work. I know it doesn't work on me when people are mad at me, man, I fucking hate them. I hate you when you're mad at me. I hate not you, like anyone who's mad at me because whatever they're mad at me for, I'm, I know I'm never trying to be a bad person and hurt you. So whatever you're mad at me for, it's something I can't help but do. And so I'm like, man, this person just like is mad at me about something I couldn't help. They're not understanding. They don't love me. Then fuck them. Bye. And I like, and I want to do that behavior even more. And there's, there's something to like, okay, you're mad at me, but then you don't trust me enough to talk to me about why you're mad at me. You're just, you know what I mean? So then there's another. Yeah, you just want to punish me. Go send me to my room. I've never been sent to my room by my parents and been like, I'm not going to do that thing again. If anything, I just go fuck them. I guess I'll try to not get caught next time I do that thing. But I'm absolutely like, this is so irrational what they're doing. They're punishing me in a way for a thing I didn't even mean to do. Even if it's like I got caught stealing. I didn't mean to do that. No one wants to be a thief. Whatever compelled me to do it, something's obviously going yeah, on with Taylor. me that isn't just me wanting to steal. <laughs> but yeah, I tried to shame Taylor, but I'm not, I wasn't trying to shame Taylor and say, you're a bad person. I said, I just don't want you to get caught. Can you please look at inside yourself and like not do that? <laughs> like figure out why you're doing it and stop doing it. You're not a bad person. It's not about shaming anyone. It's about, I just don't want you to be in jail and have to like, you know, you know, be in debt to lawyers because you got to go to fucking court because you stole a pack and tried it. All right, let's take a break and come back. <laughs> Andrew! Every rose is a thorn. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer. And so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking.
Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good all right we're back um what do you like better soliloquy or monologue soliloquy i feel like soliloquy is shakespearean and monologue i mean i guess they're the same thing there must be a difference (laughs) oh my god lizzie and i discovered or lizzie i will say discovered a new mandela effect do you know the mandela effect yeah it's where you think something and we talked about it that way okay so if you don't know, everyone just Google it and look it up and then come back to this. But I won't waste your time explaining what it is because I expect you to know. But if you don't know, Google it. And then, so uh, what do you think the word, fuck, what was the word? Um, what do you think the word poignant means? Mm. Poignant, you would think it's like. Um, now, what do you think? Like- Not you. You with one would think. What do you think it is? What do I think poignant poignant to me? I feel like it is like um, meaningful, like here's okay. the the truth, like poignant, like on topic, like this is what the this is what it is. <laughs> OK, uh, what do you think it means, Noah? Maybe like sharp. Yeah, that's kind of what. Yeah. Like it's resonating more than something else. Like, wow, that got through. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, like, like I a, think like sharp or like, like very clear. No. This is a Mandela effect. <laughs> Everyone thinks that's what poignant means, including myself. Poignant, the, I'm looking it up, evoking a keen sense of sadness or regret. What? 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 That's, that is what poignant means. And it, it. has mean that the whole time. <laughs> the whole time, Daniel. Wait, time out. There, uh, yes, dude. Yes. The poignant response means a sad response. The poignant. It, it means it's evoking a keen sense of sadness or regret. Hmm. Wild, Gosh. right? He was that very really poignant. threw me. That point was, I don't know. I always feel like, yeah, I don't know. Nope. I don't know. It does not mean what we all think it means. And it blew our fucking mind. Um, you know, nifty so is short thing. for magnificent. Oh, that's pretty nifty. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool little like. Uh, I learned that. Fun today. fact. Yeah. Where'd you learn that t- from? TikTok? One of those Twitters. Like I was 35 years old when I learned nifty was. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was 42. I was, I was today years old, people say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean. There's words, you know, 
Several I, has been jumping out a lot lately. And well, I it's a word that you, is used so much and several times. It, it's it's used several thousand times a day, and I understand. We we've already <laughs> talked about this extensively. Yes. yes, you are one of people. See what what your mindset was about it, but it is so erroneous that no one I'm actually about there's it. maybe I'm you're sad about it. <laughs> you're evoking sadness. <laughs> well, you know what that means, dude. Nifty. I mean, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going yeah. on in St. Louis? Uh, I mean, you know, it, this weekend was fun. Played golf yesterday with another couple that... It's funny when you get... Wait, were you with yeah, your I'm, girlfriend? Yeah, with Brenna and um, a friend from her So she plays golf her, with you? No, her and her friend just ran, rode in the cart behind us while me and a new guy got together. And we both were like going on different dates, like 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 it was fun though. Like he was really she cool. Was with they, the girl. they were kind of like yeah. they were like bizarro us. She works with the other girl. Okay. So so the guy is very they're they look very similar. They have similar personalities, and then me and this guy, we could be the same. Like we're all within. Like, Are these the, same the people box. you went to dinner with? No, you said the a same different thing about couple. The last people you went to dinner with. <laughs> Another okay. couple. We got to see so, pictures of these people. I want to see what Bizarro you looks like. <laughs> so we had fun. I mean, you know, there were some uh, white claws in the carts. And, uh, you know, it was just it was a silly time. And it made me like because I love golf. I love my girlfriend. I want to bring them together. But she hates golf. And so this was a way <laughs> I could get my mandate. I could get my you know, I could be in another man's arms. So wow. it worked she, out. Yeah, it worked out a lot. We had a lot of fun. And then I smoked weed. And I took one hit off this fucking electric pen. I was so fucking stoned. <laughs> like, stupid stone. Just don't, like, not that, I haven't been that stoned from, especially from one hit. It was a big hit. But yeah. I was in the pool with my shirt on, <laughs> with my shirt on when I took it. Okay, and I, that explains I, it. <laughs> No, no, that was I had my shirt on before, so I hit it, oh, okay. and literally, Brenna smoked too, and we were just we would just be in the house. It's funny when you're both high and you're just we're eating random things. She's in the bedroom, I'm on the couch, and we're just like all we say to each other is like, "Man, I'm high," and then the other person's like, "I'm high too," and then we just eat a sandwich. <laughs> like we're just like it just like three hours went by. Of nothing. That's the least great. favorite person to get high with for me is the person that keeps <laughs> saying how high they are. I just can't take it. It's I like think when why you I can't both... do mushrooms with some people. Like when people do a new drug, I just like oh. it's I know it's not kid, but there's something about it that's kid to me of like constantly saying you're high when you're high. It's just like then just be. Just be weird. Which we were instead which of we commenting were. on it. Yes, but I understand just like remembering like you forget you're high so every couple seconds you're remembering you are and it strikes you as like and it's it's an excuse for whatever weird behavior you're doing and it was you can the be first like, time man i'm high uh, well it was funny because we were time? uh first time what of you and brenna being high together actually yeah in our relationship first time we've ever smoked weed together and we were we were oh. stoned to the point where everything was funny like everything was silly like and uh they were going to say goodbye, the other couple, and 
me and Brenna were in our bedroom, and we couldn't walk out together without laughing in the guy's face while saying goodbye. So it felt like we were going <laughs> so like That's I had so to go fun. out, and she stayed on the floor in the closet. <laughs> Like just Wait, like, so you guys were all back at your apartment and you left them yeah, in the living room? Like for a second to just change. And then they were leaving and we went in the bedroom for a second. Yeah, I would then... too if the couple's place that I was at, they went into the bedroom and just left us. I'd go, yeah, this is probably our cue to leave too. These two are, are giggling about us in the next room saying how high they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You mean having a killer time? yeah um, it was funny it so was you, it was a fun day that's so fun yeah yeah, yeah I, just um, a silly day just golfing have you seen the worst person in the world is that a movie aside from when you look in the mirror no have you seen the movie the worst you. person in the world <laughs> have you seen the movie, i love the worst it i love an insult on a delay too because it's just like I know, yeah. it hits me <laughs> yeah. like five times <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's just such seen, a funny <laughs> have you obviously you haven't seen it you guys it's on hulu it is i'm looking at it right now it is the best movie <laughs> i have ever no Did... you can't give me the same joke i knew you were gonna do that too i knew there was gonna be some way that you work it back in like it's novel <laughs> fucking poignant um <laughs> <Nipped in. laughs> so wait so it's what is it so movie fucking good Dude, it is, first of all, the poster for it alone, like, just sucks you in. Like, pull it up, Noah. Just, like, look at the poster and tell me you don't think this is probably going to be your favorite movie ever. No, I mean, I, I love, I love I thought the, as the soon title. as I saw the poster, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to love this movie so freaking much. It's kind of like my poster for Good Clean Filth. I love my poster so much for Good Clean Filth. Like, I've never seen anything I've done that I like more. And I hope it gets people. I think that I, for the first time, I have a poster that's going to get people to watch the special, like the colors, oh, yeah, the dude. name, it's like dope. I realize now, like the name and the and all that stuff, like matters so much because I thought there's no way this movie could live up to the poster because the poster is so good and just looks so up my alley. Like even calling a thing the worst person in the world, it's a Norwegian film, and it, it, it gives is, me a yeah that flea she's bag. running in the street. Yes, yes, that's what I think. I think you, flea bag. And it says oh, yeah. at the top, uh, one of the quotes of uh, one of the reviews says, one of the best romantic films of recent times. I couldn't agree more. It was written by a man. There are tons of people saying like, you know, there are tons of reviews saying it's not that good. It's like such a, you know, it's from a man's perspective. She's one dimensional. She's zero dimensional. I don't think I have ever related to a on-screen character more in my life. And I'm almost, while watching it, I was offended that my friends who have seen it did not immediately write me during it saying, Nikki, this is you. But I also think that every <laughs> woman who watches it feels this way, feels like it is them. And so I don't think anyone thought of thinking of me for it because every woman is thinking like, this is so me. It's so good. It is about a girl it's who just a, like- a, It's a tough title to, to send to life. someone. Like if, really? if I saw a movie like Man with Small Dick Smells Like Shit, this movie is so you. Like the movie, the title of it, they have to like the worst person in the world. This is so oh, you, right? For them to say that it's, I wouldn't take that as. First of all, <laughs> it it's so because she the the title is based off of like one of the characters in it thinking they're the worst person in the world because of something they do, and that is my like. I think recently I've been doing a lot of work in therapy, and like I just think 
I'm constantly, when people get mad at me, I was talking about it before, like when people get mad at me or try to shame me or get upset with me and I've disappointed them, like I just go to write to, okay, I'm the worst person in the world. Then fucking leave me. Don't be friends with me anymore. Don't stop working with me. Then I don't even want to work with you. Like, why are you working with someone that you hate so much clearly? Cause you just confronted me about this thing. Like I go right to that. Like anything I do that someone gets mad about, I'm like, well, then I'm, then, then obviously I'm a sociopath who only likes myself. If you're mad at me for this and you think that I purposely did this to hurt you, then fucking leave me. Then don't be friends anymore. Let's like, like get out of my life. And I feel like that, that really resonated with me. But more than anything, this movie is about a girl who like, who cannot, who doesn't know what she wants in life. And at one there's, I'm not giving anything away, but she's like deciding on her like boyfriend really wants to have kids. And she's like, so do I, but like not now. And he's like, okay, so what needs to happen? You're 30. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to get? What do you want to do before you have kids? And she's like, I don't know. And that man, that was one of the reviews says like, why doesn't she know why that that's how little this man understands women is that he couldn't even find an answer for what she doesn't. But I couldn't relate to anything more. I don't, I don't want kids yet. I might want them someday. I don't, I just am not ready for them yet. Why, Nikki? What do you want to do? What haven't you done yet that kids would hold you back from? I don't know. I don't yeah. know why I want certain things and why I don't. Sometimes I change my mind within five minutes and I don't know why. And this girl constantly changes her mind. One second, she's totally into this one thing. The next second, she's into another thing. Then she changes this career. Like she, and I think there's something wrong with me. Like I am so, I change my mind so quickly but it's not because I'm like lying when I say one thing and then the next day I change my mind. The day before I really did mean that thing. I've just changed my mind. And I think that some people can't understand people like me that do that. And I just, I'm not consistent and I'm not choosing to not be consistent because I'm like, yeah, I want to just lie to everyone. I really do feel one way one day and not one way the next day. Hourly it changes for me. An hour ago, I was like so depressed right now not depressed and have a much better outlook on life, having much a different opinions about things. I don't understand why people can be, how do people stay so consistent? And I get, I get people get mad at me all the time because I change my mind about things. I change my opinion about things. You know, I could read an article today that makes me think this mo movie is totally terrible and it'll open my <laughs> eyes to a thing I didn't see before. It's not like I, it's yeah. not like I, was lying when I liked it. I just didn't see the truth. And then something like people I think are not, I'm not saying like, I don't have a problem with changing my mind. It's a little bit of the people pleaser in me that maybe I just like kind of glom onto other people's ideas, but I'm not doing it for some like nefarious purpose of like, I want this person to like me. It's like, I just feel like sometimes people are so stuck in their ways that they don't even, I, I like the fact that I can change my mind about things. I think that's a positive quality, but I feel like I get punished for it more often than not of like, I want to write a book. Okay. I started writing a book and I fucking hate this process. I don't want to write a fucking book anymore, but you said you wanted to. Yeah. But I changed my mind. I don't know what. So yeah. I have to now write a book just because I said once before wanted to write a book. I, I you know, even becoming a stand up comedian, I cho chose this career when I was 18 years old. That is a pretty much a child. If I decide now that I don't want to do it anymore, even though I'm great at it, that sh that should be allowed. That shouldn't be like, what are you doing? Like you're crazy. Like people should be able to change their mind, even about romantic relationships, personal relationships, 
the way they like to dress, the way they like to sing. Like me and Aria didn't get into it the other day, but a thing we really connected with about the other day is that she's struggling. Aria, who's transgendered, a female transgendered woman, she is struggling that when she first learned to sing, she's a choir director. She was she was identified as a gay man, and so her voice was like a lower register, and that was her voice, and she perfected it because she like sang for years and years with that voice. But she now that she is a woman, she is like I don't really I want I don't want to sing like that anymore. I want to sing in a higher register. But she feels my light just went out. She feels like a fraud. She feels like when people hear her put on this new voice that she is, that everyone's going to, I was like, what's your biggest fear? And I was like, is your biggest fear that someone you work with is going to talk about you on the way home and be like, oh, I don't know. I'm, Choir Bart just was good, but Aria is like trying this new voice and it's just like so sad and desperate. Mm. Like that's my biggest fear is that to like sing in the way like that might sound a little bit affected. Like we're all so scared of, I'm scared of like, even, you know, like you getting a mustache, you're like, oh, that's like you trying, you know, like you tr mm -hmm. you're trying a new look, you're trying to look cool in a new way. And there's something inherently embarrassing about that. Why? Why do we all well, get embarrassed when we're trying to be something different than what comes naturally, let's say? Well, I guess part of it is, is that I'll, I, I, I judge things. So it's like, if I'm judging it, then someone else must be judging it too. Yeah. You know? Yes. And That's nine times out of 10, though, start. I could be, I, huh? What's that? It starts with one thing when you judge others. It's always yes. going to come from you and not them. Yeah. yeah it of always, course. Like, you project what other people are going to say about you. And the only reason you would ever think other people are going to say that about you is because you're I'm thinking about thinking other it. people. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing. Even if I think it about someone else, it never really affects my way of how I, or at least I try not to, of how I see them or how I like, if I think they're a try hard or they're trying to do something different, like, yeah, I could call it, does, it out Andrew. sometime. No, no. It does I'm, affect I'm, the way you see them. I know it does. We we talk so much shit about people who are trying to be kid and like, it makes us like kind of hate them a little bit. It does yeah, affect the way we I think people, I yes, sure. I think it's a I think it's a I know, but I think I can I my point is is if it's hopefully I can differentiate someone that just has a mustache for just reasons of like, oh, they're just enjoying this look, it's kind of silly as opposed to uh, someone being cut. Like I think I'm I'm saying though like if I'm being hard on myself about something, is it deserving of being hard on myself for like you know is that i'm trying i'm trying to how do i put this it's i understand like, even when i mean i've even said it when people are trying to be cut it's just like you can still just be like they're just sad like they're just trying to get yes. love like there's nothing wrong with them uh, there's what's wrong is ascribing like they're a bad person or like they're so lame or there's something wrong with them for doing that yeah. like really they're just trying their best and that's how i feel about other people when like but usually I get jealous of anyone who like, I make fun of Halsey's voice and I make fun of, you know, anyone who tries like a new look, I'll make fun of them because <laughs> to me, it convinces me then I'm, I'm reinforcing why I don't try new things because I'm mm -hmm. really actually just jealous that they're able to try something that's kind of scary to me to like try an affected voice or like lean into 
Like last night I was having to perform karaoke in front of a bunch of people I didn't know. And everyone just like stands and like sits and watches you out of respect. And a lot of these people are like, you know, these girls that are like professionally trained have like amazing American Idol voices. And I was, I got there and I was like, oh fuck. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Like all I have to do is just have fun. As long as I'm just doing what I want to do and I'm not doing it for anyone else. Like I'm just, so if I want to make my voice sound a certain way, it doesn't have to be about like, I, it doesn't have to, I, my biggest fear is that people think that I'm trying to get attention or that I'm trying to look cool when really a lot of times it might look like I'm trying to look cool. Like I was talking to these guys, last, uh, Ben Glebe and Jeffrey Boldinger. He, this comic Jeffrey drove us back home and each to our, uh, that he drove us back to my hotel and we were um, talking about like, uh, like I was talking about how like I would like to do porn someday, but I can't because I just don't want to be sexualized. I don't want to do meet and greets and have like men being like, you like getting boners. It like really makes me feel unsafe, but I would like to do porn because I like the idea of, I don't know, being an entertaining. I, I like the idea of like, I wouldn't mind guys getting turned on by me in the privacy of their own bedrooms, but I don't want to like see it. I don't want to be confronted with it. So if I ever did porn, I would want to do it like with a mask on. So no one would know it was me. <laughs> but I, at the same time, I would like to also make millions of dollars from doing it because no one has ever done porn that at the height of their career. No one's just like gone and been like, I'm not a porn star, but I'm just going to be one when, when, you know, it's usually happens when there's like a downfall. Right. So like I can make millions of dollars doing one porn. If I put a paywall over it for like 20 bucks, the way Louis CK does for a special, if I shot one porn, I could make literally millions of dollars in one night and retire. I really could. Like, I, I know that I could, I would be, completely giving up my entire career to do that because no one works with you after you've done porn. You can't go back. They won't let you back in. Um, but I was talking about this and, and Ben was like, well then I I don't have to, I don't no judgment, but why do you dress? Like you dress very sexy on stage. Like I look at your pictures and like you, you really lean into like, you look very titillating on pictures on stage. And I'm like, that's not me trying to be sexy. That actually just happens to be the way I want to dress. I like I have, I have, I like pictures of women. I like style that makes you look sexy. It's not because I like it because men, I want to make men horny. I just, that's the way I want to dress. It just so happens to be the same style of dress that men would like to see from me as well. But it doesn't mean I'm doing it for them. Mm. I really am doing it for me. So you can do something that is making you look cooler, but is truly just for you and is not really about wanting to look cool to someone else. But oftentimes it can be a little bit of both. So you can want to have a mustache because you want people to think you look cool, but you can also do it because you want to have a fucking mustache and I can wear a skirt because I want people to go, wow, she's got nice legs. But I also just think it looks good because I do have nice legs. Like can't Mm. both be true. And does that make me a bad person if I want to make people get people to like me in some way that is um, a little bit shallow? I don't know. No, I just think like getting someone, getting a, a a male fan to like you without wanting to fuck you while looking good. It's just such a blended thing to like try to get a result without getting the other thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't want male comic fans to be horny for me. I really, that is not part of it. I really, truly dress on stage the way I want to because I like the way Dua Lipa dresses. I like the way Taylor Swift dresses. I want to be a pop star. It's for me. The fact that they're horny for it is just 
that's not under my control and I don't care. And I don't actually care if they're just, and eventually, yeah, they might be horny the first four minutes I'm on stage, but after a while they have to maybe get over it and start listening. And I feel Mm -hmm. like they do. So I just, I'm not ever going to not wear what I want to wear because I'm scared about turning on a guy that Mm. is not in my interest. It is what they did in my middle school. They said we couldn't wear tank tops because we were distracting the boys. It was our fault. The boys were suffering. Their grades were suffering and we have to change the way we dress. Go fuck yourself. You get over it. You adapt to seeing our arms. You little premature, like you fucking little prepubescent boys. I would love to see a version of the mass singer for porn. What, oh yeah it's your I mean, favorite I porn totally do that show yeah yeah that was the pitch the that nikki banger. just gave essentially yeah Doing like porn a porn. The thing is, i want to make money that's what for. i'm saying yeah That'd i really so funny, could make though. millions of dollars what do you guys think i could make if i put a paywall of 20 20 dollars yeah. to download something that yes people will torrent it and share it online but to get like the real version 20 bucks if I did an OnlyFans and there's just one video, if what's her name, Bella Thorne made like $52 million, how much could I make for one gangbang video? Because it's really <laughs> unprecedented. Tell me one other person who has never done porn and who has achieved a level of success that I have achieved without doing porn, without really doing anything sexual, and then all of a sudden goes into porn one time. It's unprecedented. Pam only that Tommy. only happens when your career has like hit a slump. What? Pam and Tommy, that was against her will. That was not Oh uh, yeah. okay. A I'm leak is a think. different thing. A leak I can How much did Parasone get and, and pretend. When she put that guy put um, it out. That they was not that was it. a leak as well. She did not want yeah, that. Yeah, no, out. these are all leaks. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think if a leak you could make if you pretend it's a leak. No, somehow. I'm not good, but I'm not a liar, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm talking about I put out a porn and advertise it as I have a porn. I'm doing one time only and I'm never going back to it. But you know I want to be really funny. You know, it'd be really funny if you did it. Tell us what's going to be funny after we get back from break. Tell us what's going to be funny. OK, save that. Thought. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. 
So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're back. What's really funny? Uh, farts. <laughs> You're right, they are. There's no. a great fart moment in the best, the worst person in the world. You guys uh, have got to see it. Please, please, please. I will. I'll watch it tonight. I really Hulu, will. Hulu, Hulu. Um, it's worth a subscription. Oh, and also F Boy Island. Uh, it premieres tomorrow, Wednesday, tonight at midnight. F Boy Island, HBO Max. Your last special you put out, you just do it. You self promote it. You self do it, and you put out a porn too. And that's the com- you <laughs> compete against yourself. If you make more money in stand up or in the porn, one hundred percent, you make more. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I if I put out a porn, I'm not kidding you. I could make, I think, three million. I would say ten million dollars. Uh, overnight i really do think that I because i don't I, I i i i i 100 i think more uh, like and that that's just like the first week i would make t- 10 million i think that no one i maybe i'd wait another year till i get a little bit more famous and i give t- little less shits but i love porn i watch enough of it that i think that i could do a really good video my only problem is i don't want people being sexual with me in person. I'm really uncomfortable with that. And so I, I, I don't guard. think I could ever do it. 
I know, but I don't want to spend all my money on that. Like, what's the point of doing it then? Then there goes my 10 grand or well, 10 what's million. The, what is the I'm number like, where you would do it? Like, what is the number? Like, so these guys, like PGA Pro. I don't think there is went- a number. I don't think there's a number because I, I really don't think there is one because I think my life would be because of 100 the million, of doing 100 porn. million, 100 no, million you do think, porn. Honestly, then- no, I don't. I, um, I, I'm talking a billion dollars. You couldn't. I don't think I could do it. But I'm this is something you, you want to do. So you just want to do it in a do vacuum. I get what you're you, saying. I want to do it, but I cannot do it because it would. I would never be able to go on the Tonight Show again. I would never be able to work in Dayton, Ohio again because I had done porn. I would. Uh, my family would never look at me the same way again. My boyfriend's family would never look like. There's a stigma attached to it, which should not be attached to it because everyone fucking watches porn, and it's like this huge thing in yeah. our uh, society that no one talks about doing, even though everyone watches it and not everyone, but most people. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't do it because we just, well, I think the day in Ohio thing, and I, I think I, that in with the way things are going with Roe v. Wade, I honestly think that you could be uh, persecuted, prosecuted and persecuted for doing <laughs> all porn. the it, it, w- in, in the next couple of years with the yeah, way legislation I, is going to like punish women for being whores. I think, and so I think that I, I I would risk jail time in a in a world where if China takes over or something I don't know, like <laughs> I I do think that there would be consequences not just social but actually like legal to me doing porn. And that's well, why I think I the do it. world with OnlyFans nowadays like that's I I think well if you took out the Roe vs Wade thing obviously that just happened but before that I feel like people are way more open sexually. And I think I honestly think if you put out a porn, I'm not just fucking around. You would, you could still do, I think fifty percent of what you're already doing. I really think but you I could. I want to do hundred percent. It would make me so sad to be barred from fifty percent of the things that I want to do. Like it makes me so mad that that girl that was on Burt Kreischer's tour couldn't work at that one Dayton club or Dayton theater. And and and, and that, oh, that I wasn't was be- even on that really tour. that happened. I didn't know that. What's that story? Oh yeah. She, we were, she told me that on Burt Kreischer's tour, yeah, they did Dayton and she is a DJ now. She's retired from porn, but because she's done porn in the past and they Googled her, they refused to let her perform in Dayton. Okay. Gotcha. Like a whole so, city or just that theater? Just that theater, theater or whatever. The theater, that yeah. theater refused to let her perform, which who knows how many what you're saying times, is that, yeah. you, you want to do porn obviously, but like the reason why you can't do it is because of. It's the things that you can't control. Like you can't control how your family responds to it. You can't control how people will respond to it, how the industry, like the entertainment industry responds to it. But it's not the porn yes. itself that. No, no, know. I love it. I respect porn stars. I love I, them. I, I just don't If everyone know. had my mentality about porn stars, I would do it in a second because I do not sexualize them. I'm not like they're bad people. They're worse than us. They're sad. They have daddy issues. They're drug addicts. Yes. There's a lot of that in porn, but there's a lot of that in fucking actors and actresses too. But I even saying that I would do porn, my parents, I said that on my reality show and my parents were like, you need to tell E to take that out. We don't even want you saying that you would do porn. That's too embarrassing. And that can come back to haunt you. Like seriously, this, this is stigmatized. Even saying I want to do porn and that I would like to do it is is kind of a risk and i'm not joking it is like there's a part of me that's like do i even i'll just be bleep everything yeah we, we just change it to corn i just want a corn yeah. i want corn i just want corn <laughs> i want to be in the I band be in corn. corn i want to be in the band corn yeah. i yeah i 
It depends on well, what yeah, you true. want from your career. I just really feel that like you're you're a comic that's a dirty comic. You do a lot of things on your own without the industry. Like you can put on you could you could sell out an audience on your own. You I just I I think you would maybe lose out on maybe doing like an NBC show. Maybe. But I, I don't know like Here's liberated woman does porn to, on top of her career. I honestly think you might get rewarded more than you even think. Andrew, 100% <laughs> I would lose. I would get blacklisted from there. There, There is no. You don't think Conan would have you on his podcast no. if you did a porn? If you're uh, still being a comic. Not if it's one thing if you're like, well, I'm a porn star now. Fuck everything else. Conan would. Conan would. Bill Maher would. Um. I don't think I could uh, guest host Jimmy Kimmel. I don't think that I could be on the talk. I don't think I could be on the view. I don't think I could be on the today show. I don't think, and I also, it's, it's not so much. I don't think I'll, I could be auditioned for movies. I don't think I could be on an ABC sitcom and an NBC sitcom. I don't think that. And I also think that everyone would think I was doing it because I want to be sexy. And so everyone would be kind of like judgmental and think I'm like, uh, like, and, and and I would get uh, slut shamed by the entire world. I feel like by but what people a fuck who you wish to everyone, they were that huh? free. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that's why I admire porn stars. They don't give a fuck what people think because they are subject to all. Yeah, of but that a lot of them constant. don't have an, an option. You have an option. It's almost even a bigger fuck you that you actually have a career and that you have an option to to be a stand up comedian. A lot of them, a lot of porn stars. Can't go out. And I fucking... still get people saying, "Nikki, you're a comedian. Stop trying to be hot on stage." When I wear like short skirts, can you imagine what they'd say if I tried to do porn? That's what I'm saying. I, That's I, why it's an even bigger fuck you. That's fuck my you, point. But I'm not strong enough to handle that. I <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't either. Yeah, I mean, I could barely have a mustache for a week. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. And I also, <laughs> my biggest thing is like, I would not want men. I wouldn't want to see men who had like. But here's the thing. Men already are like that with you. No, like, like men have imaginations like men. But the level of disgust that people that that how they talk, treat women who have they've seen fuck on camera is different than hearing a woman talk about fucking like I get a lot of it because I am pornographic in my material. But I, I don't think we even understand how much women in porn get that thrown at them. I saw porn last night that I can't I, I really think that porn is ruined for me now. I'm not even joking you. I saw something that was so upsetting Was she doing stand-up? Oh, my God. So the porn ends, okay? And I never watch the end. I never watch, like, at, but for some reason, they, like, show the cleanup. She's, like, washing off her makeup. She just got a bunch of cum on her face. Yeah. And she's wiping it off. And the guys are all, like, you did so great. And the, the cameraman's, like, how was that for you? And she's, like, it was good. It was good. I'm good. And she's just, like, wiping off her face and kind of, like, wanting to get out of there. And the guys are all, like, we fucking killed that. Like she was amazing. And they just like are, are like talking, like they're kind of just like all trying to be comics. Essentially. They're, they're trying to be funny and just like, you know, off the cuff. And the, one of the guys goes, man, I was, I was surprised. I didn't know that was going to be a DP. And she goes, I didn't either. It mm. wasn't supposed to be. Now. And I cannot Literally. believe they aired it. She goes, she's wiping off her face. She goes, it wasn't supposed to be. I didn't know it was either. And that just solidified it for me. I know for a fact in porn that these girls, they sign up for something and then things start to happen during the t- filming that they did not sign up for that wasn't part of their contract, but they just want to be 
amenable. They don't want to be the girl that stops down production and everyone has to stop and they have to call in an HR person. And it was just the saddest thing. I bookmarked it because I really want an investigation. I feel like this girl could sue for what she went through because she goes, it wasn't part of the shoot. And all of a sudden she is being double penetrated when she didn't think that was going to happen. Are you but sure you went it's not scripted? It. It's hundred no. percent not scripted. Dude, I'll send it to you. Because like, why would they the keep it stamp. in is, is Dude, my reason. Because they're stupid because they're stupid. Yeah. And because she ultimately says it was fun. You know, that doesn't matter, you know, but, but people could use that against her and say, well, you said you had fun. That doesn't mean anything. Like, I, I, I don't care. Like if, if I'm, if I'm booked to work a gig and I'm supposed to do 20 minutes and I end up doing an hour because they're like, will you please do an hour? And I do the hour just to be nice. That doesn't mean that I let, and even if I have fun, that hour of comedy, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't be paid for that extra work. And she even jokes, uh, I should get paid more. And they just laugh it off. So I honestly want to like report this video. I'm so <laughs> fucking mad about it. Final thought. Let's do some Reddit dump, shall we? Andrew, your mouth sounds. Karaoke mode. Oh, you can hear him? This is your Reddit dump. <laughs> I forgot my Gatorade. <laughs> okay, so this is a Reddit um, subreddit called Shitty Life Pro Tips because there's a, a subreddit called Life Pro Tips that's just like actually helpful things. And this one is just like bad life advice that seems like <laughs> it would be good. And this one really made me laugh. It said, Shitty Life Pro Tip. If you're going out into the desert, Make sure to take sandpaper with you. If you get lost, the sandpaper will function as a map and you can find your way home. <laughs> That's funny. Like the sandpaper is a tiny map of the sand. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay. This is from Thanks I Hate It. T-H-I-H. T-H-T-I-H-I. Thanks I Hate It. It's just things that are like make you go, ugh. And this says, this is a tweet from a guy named Yui Bullocks. When I was a kid, I thought the long vampire fangs were hollow and had holes in the end, and they drank blood through them like straws. And then every single comment in this Reddit is, so did I. Everyone thought that. Poignant. Right? <laughs> you asshole. No, sharp. Teeth. <laughs> um, I, I, I did think that. I did think yeah, that. Yeah, everyone thought that. I don't thing. think they bite it and then drink it, you know? Right, like, like, but that's what they do. They they bite yeah. it and then they go, and they Ugh. suck it. But I always just thought it was straws because they kind of come down like straws, right? Yeah, and injecting it right into your gums seems more desirable than drinking blood for some reason. Like it just seems right easier. Yeah, like, the, but the the fact that teeth are straws is really disgusting. But I think that's like what snake venom comes out of. They're almost like My little teeth like have holes straws. in them. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat steak through these. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is from a uh, the subreddit me IRL, and it's from it's a tweet from Bobby Condon. It says, "Whenever I see an iPad at a cash register, I know that I'm about to tip for something I never had to tip for before." <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to yep. go no tip on those things. <sighs> I always, I always just twenty percent it. I always do. I think recent one time I didn't recently because I was just like, fuck this. But generally I just do it. You know it's why? Because it, yeah. it's so dramatic when they, they take the iPad and they go like this. They, they just, turn, spin they, it around. They yes. spin it around. So it's like a whole performance. And then you can't go no tip and then go and then bring it back. Oh, to yeah. They're just almost like, like those guys with those spinning signs out on the <laughs> sidewalk. Yeah. What are you not going to honk? 
You got Last night, Spade was talking about he was buying something and it was like four ninety two, and they were like, "Do you want to round up for Ukraine?" And he goes, "No." <laughs> he just says a bit about because he goes, "Why? Where does it really go? Like, what are we talking about?" And Spade is so generous when it comes to charity stuff he's done, and he's not public about it. But he, uh, but That's I so will funny, be on though. his behalf. But he was like. And he's like, everyone in line is like, oh, David Spade doesn't round up for Ukraine. And it was just like this, it was such a funny bit, but he goes, what does it go to? And it really is a tax write-off for those places. Like, yes, I'm sure it does go to Ukraine, but really no companies are ever doing anything actually good. No corporations are ever doing anything that doesn't serve their bottom line. Don't ever think they are. If they're ever doing anything for charity, it is either for marketing purposes or for a tax write-off. They don't actually care about anything. Major corporations. It, it's so funny. Don't be though. fooled. It's funny when they ask and it's like two two oh eight and they want you to round up. It's like you want me to round up ninety two. That's not a roundup. You know what I mean? Like that's a very high. Yeah, round that's up. a dollar. Yeah, that's a big round. That's funnier okay. that it's eight cents, actually, so, that he decided not to. Yeah, to. that's even funnier. Is it like, no, not going. No, nah, eight cents? No. Four ninety nine? No. David Spade won't round up for Ukraine. It's just so funny <laughs> to then make that a thing of so round South up for Park. Ukraine. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so uh, this is from Ask Reddit. These are just questions that people pose with interesting answers. What's something you're 100% sure that most people are lying about? And someone said crop yields. This is the number one upvoted thing. 9,400 upvotes. Crop yields. It's expected that this is a farmer that's writing this. It's expected that every farmer you talk to will lie about how well their crops did. When you meet an honest one who tells you their actual yields, it's a really awkward conversation because you're taken back by the fact that you don't have to apply the bullshit factor to figure out what his yields really were. Um, I wouldn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Mm. Um, uh, someone said the dentist asking, how often do you floss? Me avoiding eye contact. Uh, I think it was a week ago. Um, how much their side hustle nests them, nets them. People lie about the amount of money they make on their side hustle. Um, someone said, uh, they lie about any plans for the weekend. Um, people's real answer. I'm going to get baked, jerk off, then sit in the shower and think about what sort of person I am, what fucked me up and what I can do about it going forward. And instead you say, oh, you know, probably just relax. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the same thing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, someone said as a prior, prior U S service member, I believe I've met every single Navy seal that's ever existed. And then an extra 500 or so plus everyone that thought about going into the military. Um, someone said steroid abuse in the fitness industry. Um, what's something you think everyone lies about? Hmm. How many, I think guys, how many sexual, sexual partners, both. Really? Yeah. Guys lie Uh, about how many and girls lie about about how few. I think people lie about their height. Uh, men lie about their height, obviously. They always round up one or two inches. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something I chronically lie about. And I would say it's maybe the amount of sleep I got. Like, I always think I err on the side of maybe a half hour. I give, I take off a half hour to make it sound worse. Oh, but okay. I don't even, I, I at least try to not lie about that. Um, I lie about how long I'm going to go to the golfing range. Just a little lie. But you know how long it is and you know that you're lying or you just think that you actually will go that much because that's a different thing. It's not like, it's like usually the difference between a half hour. So it's like if I was going to go for an hour, I don't know, an hour sounds less than an hour and 25 minutes. You know what I mean? Yes. I'll be gone um, an hour. Actually, 
probably an hour 25 because I'm going to get another uh, bucket. You know I what? I think I lie about two seconds when I say it'll be two seconds. <laughs> it's never, never two seconds. It, it's no. literally never been two seconds. It takes me two seconds to say it'll be two seconds. So that is a chronic lie. Well, a um, guy coming in two seconds, it's never, it's fucking at least um, six seconds. That people t- pick their nose. People lie about that, someone said. I, everyone oh. must pick their nose. How the fuck do you get it out? You blow your nose into a tissue every time? Who are you? Okay. Brennan caught me picking my nose for the first Kate time. Kate Middleton? Too. Really? Yeah, and it, it was, yeah, it's tough. I don't know why. How did she, did she never looked at you? Every time I look at you, you're digging at something in your face. No offense. I didn't even know. Picking your nose, I, I I pick it all the time. I am almost. You like, don't really I get do in there, in though. Oh yes, I do. Yeah. If you haven't seen me pick my nose, you ain't paying attention because I, I pick guess. my nose all the time. Like there's always something up there. Oh yeah, no, you do the thumb a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, this. Do that. Well, what's I, wrong I, with that? Why are we so ashamed of what? I don't means? know. Like, and boogers really are just like dust. It's not anything that. I mean, it's it's not too, but it's like it's not that gross. But I, I guess mean, it I is. was digging. I guess how far you dig. You know, yeah, I don't know why really that matters. Oh, I, I don't know why any touching. of it matters. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. But she was in the shower. I was. It was like one of those where you've lost your, you've lost your whole train of thought. Like you've just become an animal. Right, right. Where oh man, where you're just <laughs> like, there's no one inside anymore. You're actually trying to dig that person out. Yeah, there ain't yeah. anyone in there. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for you listening dig? to the show. We gotta go. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, Wednesday. I hope you have such a good Tuesday. And uh, please don't be cut. And Jackie Mason. Sin. <laughs> the fact that you're in St. Louis and it's on a delay makes it almost seem like we done that at the same time. But I definitely know that not to be true. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your your first show from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Shit's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.